and welcome to a bonus episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the seltzer to my water, Brandon Grove. I've got some good old pure water here. Okay. Ain't nothing but pure water, no seltzer. It's in a weird, it's in a weird vase type. Ah, thing. yeah, you're going for the mason jar uh, glass, yeah. my friend. But it's like a, and it has a weird, I don't know what this is. Hmm. It's like a... Um, okay it looks like a uh, anime character that i'm not familiar with <laughs> for those for the listeners uh it's a little bit of a, a logo a faded logo on it that kind of it looks, looks like, like a little it looks anime right it does yeah it's got the little ears looks like a canadian eyes. person from south park <laughs> yeah true is that a guest i hear Brandon? i think a guest is here i think we have a guest here we'll bring him right along no not no time for nonsense we have Riley Rakes, a.k.a. Alex, or probably Alex, a.k.a. Riley Rakes, from the fellow Sports Drink Network podcast chatting average. Alex, thank you so much for coming on, man. Gentlemen, it is a pleasure to finally be sitting in with y'all. I, uh, I've been looking forward to this all season. <laughs> this it is, is, the- our, is our Marvel Cinematic Universe for Sports <laughs> yes. Drink Network. <laughs> yes, this is the multiverse crossing mm-hmm. over. This is great. This is great. This has been a long time coming. I think we've reached out to each other separately on multiple occasions for like maybe the last six months trying to get this this collab going, and we finally did it. Yes. Yes. Somewhere. So a man named Andrew Stevens is smiling. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. How, have you guys been with Sports Drink for a while? How long have you been with Sports uh, Drink? We hooked up with Sports Drink um, about halfway through last season. Okay. Um, we're we're good friends with uh, some guys named Doc and Dylan who hosted the Platinum Sombrero podcast, mm, which yes. is also on Sports Drink. So mm. they were kind of our uh, our foot in the door there. If you, will. it's funny that that it's a great podcast as well. Uh, Dylan's our friend as well. We've had him on the pod, and he also got us involved with Sports Drink. So I wonder if Dylan's running a, a multi level marketing scheme. <laughs> so I'm, so, so coolest thing in the world. Uh, briefly, these guys, um, as they did with y'all, it seems helped us on our way up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other day, I turn on 680 The Fan, which is the Braves radio network here in town. Dylan's hosting a show. Doc is guesting with him. So it was a live Braves radio network Platinum Sombrero podcast, and it was one of the coolest things I've ever heard on the radio. That's so awesome. Brandon, how much longer until we're on the the local radio right They've set the bar for all sports drink personalities. (laughs) I I will never meet that bar. I'll tell you right now. I think we'll be lucky if we're streaming on Twitch. You know, I think (laughs) maybe... Brandon, don't forget, I did stream on Twitch three times before I stopped doing it. So I'm kind of a bit of an expert. Oh, yeah. Never mind. We've already been there. They'd already been there. Alex, you're obviously a Braves fan. Of you course, come yes, to sir. us with a plethora of Braves knowledge. Also, Alex, before we get into it, sorry, uh, our podcast loves to go on tangents, especially ones not related to baseball. I, you are responsible for my my one and only viral tweet. I don't know if you know this. I don't. What? Yes. I, uh, what, I, what did I do? You retweeted me, and it oh, was okay. about the Braves. It was about Christian Pache. It was the most lazy tweet I've ever done in my entire life. Of course, that's the one that goes viral. Those are always the ones. It's always the one. I was at a bar. I was scrolling through my phone because I wasn't having a great time. I saw that Christian Pache like met up with a a, a child fan. A child fan. That's a child fan. That's not the word for it. Uh, a, a small fan. Uh, you know, a young fan. There we go. Thank you. And uh, a miniature fan. The miniature fan. The tiniest of fans. Uh, and had a very positive interaction. And I just quote tweeted it and was like, Christian Pache, if you don't like Christian Pache, you don't like nice things or something, something along those lines. And you retweeted it. And I, I put my phone down, was present with the company for a little bit, picked my phone back up, and you had retweeted me. And I was like, 
getting 20 likes every 30 <laughs> seconds. And Braves Nation stepped up and was smashing the like button over and over again. Before I knew it, Christian Pache was responding. I went, it went as viral as anything I've ever done. So I, I owe you that. Thank you. That's man. awesome. I'm glad to hear it. And and and, and couldn't revolve around a, a cooler player too. I really like Christian. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. He seems like a great guy. Yeah, although I do have a good uh, friend who's an A's fan, and the first month of Christian Pache, he's like, he's amazing. We love him. And now he's like, I hate him so much. <laughs> why this did was, we trade this This man? was similar to the Braves experience with yes. him. But yeah. uh, base, uh, baseball aside, as a person, yes. can't be beat. 100%. 100%. Well, you can't, you can't be missing him right now. You got Michael Harris, the we man, do. the myth, the legend. We do. Were, were you we're, expecting that? Were you expecting um, Michael Harris, Harris's rise this season? Well, with 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 both Michael Harris and Von Grissom, like these are guys that that you know I've heard about uh, because they were making waves in the minors, but in my mind they were nowhere near ready to be called up. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you have a couple injuries happen, and suddenly AAA doesn't exist anymore, and everyone's <laughs> getting called straight to the majors from AA Mississippi. Um, but but. Much to my surprise and excitement, uh, they couldn't have been more ready for the moment. They get up here and and Michael Harris is patrolling center field like he's Andrew Jones yeah. hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, and then Vaughn Grissom comes up out of nowhere, a guy who I was positive wasn't ready. And <laughs> now we're wondering, like, where are we going to put him in the lineup when Ozzy comes back? Yeah, Ozzy's doing his re- – so a little bit of context for the listeners. We're recording this Tuesday night to be released Friday, September 2nd. Um, where is he going to fit in the lineup? I know Albies is, is set for his rehab start, right? Uh, either today or yesterday or tomorrow. Uh, so his his rehab starts Thursday with Triple A Gwinnett. Um, I, I I don't have much of a gauge on on where he is in, mm-hmm. with his injury, uh, so I don't know how long it's going to be before we actually see him back in the bigs. But can can figure at this point that he certainly won't be rushed with with the production they're getting from that spot, and and when he does come up. You know, we've got a we've got a gigantic Marcelo Zuna sized hole in left field that I think uh, that I think Vaughn could fill pretty easily. He's okay. a super athletic kid, and uh, I don't think it would take much for him to learn left field. But whether it's that or or slotting into the DH spot, mm-hmm. the guy's got to get at bats. He's he's just mm-hmm. he's been too too good, and and you can't you can't take that away. So and, sorry, Brandon. Uh, please go. <laughs> Oh, no, I was going to say, from like a long-term perspective, do you think, because obviously Dansby's a free agent, I know there's some rumors that they're going to sign him long-term, but do you think, Vaughn can play shortstop, right? So is that a possibility that he would be short and Albies at second long-term, or what do you think? I think uh, it's certainly something that could happen. Um, it's it's At the same time, it's not the Braves' preference, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think... I think plan A would be extend Dansby because of the the great shortstop options you're going to have in the offseason. Dansby's probably going to sign for the cheapest. Yeah. So so that to me is plan A. Uh, plans B and C are uh, Carlos Correa and Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> good plans B and C to have. <laughs> yeah, really good plans B and C. But at the same time, gonna have to get the front office to shell out 30 plus million dollars a year to get these guys and and yeah our payroll's going up significantly but are we in a position where we can do that especially 
And and Brandon, you'll love this one, especially if the rumors regarding Jacob Degrom are true. Oh. We're going to need some of that Correa Turner money to to try to bring happen. him down to Atlanta. Where is this fascination with Mets Mets uh, or excuse me Braves fans thinking Degrom's coming back? Has there been leaks? Is he from the area? Where's this all it coming? Was, from? Is some at some point mid season? I, I think it was Buster only, but it might have been another talking head. Um, said something to the effect of there is a feeling around the league that that Jacob deGrom will opt out of his contract following the season and mm. that the Braves would be the leaders in the clubhouse if he does. I, I don't believe that for one second. And I think the speculation probably comes, obviously I'm biased, but I think the speculation has to come because he's from uh, central Florida, which is, you don't, you're not going to go to the Marlins or Rays. Sorry, Sam. Mm, but I mean, if he wants to stay regionally with his family, like obviously Atlanta, he grew up a Rays fan. Totally get that. But I just, I don't, I mean, obviously, you shell out for. Can we just talk like about Brady. what percentage of baseball players grew up Braves fans. I know, <laughs> or Floridians. Yeah. Floridians, yeah. I feel that's like it. every time there's a free agent on the market, there's a story like, "Oh, he was a Braves fan when he was." Yeah. A yes. Kid. Oh, what a great, yeah, what a great thing to have in your back pocket, just knowing you can <laughs> like lure anybody over with their with their. Well, and I, I think that's part of what's helped the front office do what it's been doing. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're getting all these guys to sign for for. Uh, ne- next to nothing, really. Um, and you've solidified a core of of six to eight players who are all really, really good through like 2030. Alex, yeah. to say that I am jealous is the understatement of the century. Though when I saw I was on a I was on the train coming back from a Yankees game when I saw the the Michael Harris contract news, <laughs> and I just threw my hands up in the air, texted Brandon, was like, what does it take? For the Marlins to lock up Jazz right now. Why didn't we do this at the beginning of the season? Why, like the Sandy contract, we love it. Obviously, 50, uh, 50 million for five years for a Cy Young is phenomenal. But like, no Pablo lockup, no Jazz lockup. I guess at this point, I'm, I'm excited Brian Anderson didn't get locked up. But Alex, as a fan, how does it feel to know that this core is going to be with you for the next seven years, especially in a sport where that kind of turnaround doesn't always or does tend to happen? It's it's amazing, and and I've I've been saying this what what feels like every week on the show. Um, You you know, we had that run in the nineties. We got our world series. Everyone knows that we, uh, we, we are now on a, our own run again. It seems we have a world series and we have this core locked up. I don't think there's any point in history that you can point to and say, it was better to be a Braves fan then. Yeah, what a great, it's yeah. a great point. Yeah, and also, even, like even if we're not out there winning World Series every year, which Lord knows we're, we're accustomed to at this point, <laughs> uh, um, you know, we know that we're going to have a competitive team every single year. We know that um, that they're going to, the team is going to work to keep the team in a position that's going to drive fans to the stadium. My my favorite part of that Michael Harris deal was when Alex Anthopoulos got on the radio, and uh, and this hurts my soul as an Atlanta Falcons fan. But he said, "I remember going to a Falcons game in 2018, two years after they had been to the Super Bowl, and there was nobody there." And he said that made a huge impression on him, and and kind of helped put him in the mindset to where he needs to bring these guys in. Um, before we digress any, there is, there is, I need to defend my team a little bit. Please. Because I, I know so many fans of other teams take exception to all these contracts the Braves are signing. <laughs> okay. Specifically, specifically the Acuna deal. Uh, uh, 
Because of course we we got him for for eight years, a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and now that just seems like an absolutely obscene deal to they take. Stole him. And, yeah, absolutely. you know they they they're they're saying that Anthopolis had his grandmother locked in a cage and wasn't going to let him out <laughs> until he signed the contract, stuff like that. It's easy to forget that prior to Ronald Acuna Jr., no twenty-one year old in the history of baseball had signed a one hundred million dollar contract. Yes, so. Our, our front office is is comfortable taking these risks on these young players. And luckily for us, it's just paying off left and right. It could easily have gone the other direction and we could have been stuck with these albatross contracts for players who weren't producing. We just kind of had, had a golden horseshoe around us. You get lucky, but you also take advantage of signing guys that are, have clearly set a precedent of a level of play. Like with the Austin Riley contract, you're willing to shell out a, a lot for a guy who's been borderline exactly. MVP caliber for the last 18 months. And, like, and the whole the whole game is is at what point in their career are they when you get this contract? Yeah. Because you know if, if no one was going to sign Austin Riley uh, at the end of his first year of play. Um, but then he turns it around and and goes on damn near an MVP season last year. Um, and, and all of a sudden, like you're comp- confident in this, in this position. Um, but yeah, it, it could go any, any direction with any of these guys. Do you think that we actually had a question? So we put out some feelers out in the Twitterverse, and we got uh, a, yes. Yes, we have uh, uh, a fan of ours. I think he's a fan of ours. I'd say uh, he's a fan of ours. I think so. Uh, someone named Cassian sent us a tweet. It it's, goes with what you were saying, Alex. He said, what do you think of the Braves building a dynasty? Do you guys think none of these contracts are bad or have, or do any of them have the chance to be an albatross? Do you think any of these contracts have a chance to be an albatross? Or do you think they're all looking good? I... Olsen's I don't see being an albatross. He he's he's too good. And even yeah. in what statistically is somewhat of a down year for him this year, he's still producing at a pretty high clip. So yes. I, I I don't see I don't see Olsen being on that list. Riley, I, I suppose if if his production just tanks next year and stays down, yeah, that would start looking like an albatross contract. But I, I don't I, I don't think that's that's going to happen. His, his eye has gotten too good. Um, He's, he's hitting off speed pitches as well as anybody in the league. And that was really the issue he had when he first came up. Um, Ronald's not getting paid enough for the contract to be an albatross. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ozzy's not getting paid enough for the contract to be an albatross. Mm -hmm. So uh, short answer. No, I, I don't think, any of those contracts are going to come back to bite us. Yeah, I think I think if there was to be a contract, you would have to assume it would be the 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 newest brave, right? Michael Harris, like he's played so well this year, but it's it's not been. I mean, there's always a, a guy yeah, who plays really t- well for one. We're season. talking eight years, seventy two million dollars. That's yeah, middle that's reliever true. money. That's less than Avisel Garcia is <laughs> getting paid to do jack shit on the Marlins right now. Yeah, like if if we d if if we DFA the guy. We're, we're still like only covering eight million dollars a year. Yeah, for no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. half it, of Marcelo Zuna, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, and if if everything goes the way I want it to go, Sam, um, by this time tomorrow, your Marlins will have an opportunity to reunite 
with an old friend. Please, God, no. <laughs> we have I, I just, I just want, I just want Jesus Aguilar. Can I please? I just, <sighs> even if we don't play him a single game, I just want him in the dugout because that would be so he, much fun to watch. He's so much fun to watch. What a great personality. I was telling Brandon, we haven't, we haven't been able to record since he's gotten DFA'd. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it here. But there, there's so many memorable moments of his. The 2020 uh, COVID season, he makes a diving grab from first base on a bunt attempt that that secured a victory against the Yankees and by doing so sending us to the playoffs for the first time in over a decade he he's just you see him buddy buddy over there at first base with everybody got, with, iconic bottom feeders and cigar pictures <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. yeah Wrigley Field he um yeah he's a he's a great guy Alex I can't have him go in the division but I do hope that he goes to a contender I, I, he deserves the the opportunity to compete in the postseason for sure yeah I wouldn't I mean the the reason we've had success lately is that Anybody we bring in, we seem to be able to squeeze anything that's left out. Absolutely. Of them. Absolutely. Um, so even though his his numbers prior to being DFA weren't impressive at all, I I wouldn't put it past our our staff to kind of unlock something that he wasn't finding in his swing. No, I think that's I think that's on the table. I I as far as teams in the division that I wouldn't want him to go to, the Braves are not first. So I'll give you that. Okay, is it, cool. is it the Mets? Is it the Mets? It's one hundred percent the Mets. Yeah. Why? Because you're surrounded by Mets fans. You already friends? took Marte from them. Was that? Thank not you. Enough? Kick that him was, in while he's down, no, Brandon. I apologize. I would see. I'm a nice fan because when the Mets signed him, I sent Sam the tweet that whoever, whichever uh, talking head said that the Mets signed him, I sent it to Sam. And I said, I'm sorry. I apologized because I knew that one would sting for you. And we had a conversation on the podcast maybe six months yes. earlier where Brandon was making his case that the Marlins shouldn't re-sign Marte because of the like the precedent of aging center fielders and what I, their production I was absolutely him. should have re-signed Marte. And guess I, what? I've we learned signed, that this year. <laughs> we've signed Avisil Garcia to more money than Marte wanted. A man who's a that hurts. Of, yeah, yeah. It's I, been I have spent the majority of the season trying – to understand what it is Kimming is doing. I, I just, they like, there's no clear direction. Like there's no, we suck now, but this is how we get better later. Yeah. We're middling in the middle. No, we're, I, I there's the clear direction, Alex. It's to score one run and have our, <laughs> our pitching give up two to three runs and torture the fan base for 162 games. This season. I mean, is it safe to throw out my six of Sanchez rookie cards? Uh, yeah, I think that yeah. that ship is sailed <laughs> at best, best case scenario now is he's a closer and that's, that's best case scenario. Yeah. He he's back to throwing 60 feet. He regressed again on the, on the, uh, on the comeback plan. And he's yeah, man. Elbow I, I remember good. seeing y'all in, in 2020 and being convinced that, that the, the decade, the 2020s was going to be uh Braves Mets and Marlins yeah no believe me we started the podcast on the back of that idea (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was like hey I think the Marlins are gonna be good do you want to do the podcast (laughs) it's something about starting podcasts because uh myself and my co-host Cam we we had all these big plans to start a podcast and we were going to have a drop on opening day of 2020 um and then that didn't happen oh yeah no Brandon (laughs) and I were sitting here even in the beginning of this season when it kept getting pushed back we were like this isn't fun. I don't want to support yeah. like uh yeah, the major league baseball when they're shooting themselves in the foot as far as I, developing. I don't know if we would have made it through another significantly shortened season like that. What's, we, what's we, your strategy for off-season content? Um so, so we'll we'll 
we don't we don't have off season content. Uh, we okay. we do some holiday episodes, but we pretty much take a break from mid November to probably mid February or March. See, we uh, record baseball movie review podcasts. <laughs> we I go. like it though. Yeah, we do. We rec- we watched some very very bad. We also didn't pick good baseball movies to review. We picked we like, did rookie of the year. The one uh, what's the one with the kids? The manager. Oh um, God, we watched this with the twins. Yeah. Uh, oh, with Gary Busey. That was the one with Gary Busey. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, Gary Busey's the rookie, rookie of the year. He's yes. the Cubs okay. one. He's the no, Cubs one. The and then yeah. minor league or uh, yeah, major league. Excuse me. We did major league. Yeah. Which is which we is good. We've, we've, we've only done one before. movie review, and it was a it was a uh, holiday episode we did for patrons, uh, and it was um, Jingle All the Way. Oh, the oh, greatest Christmas film of all time. One? Yeah, that's a classic. That was a really good one. Uh, I kind of want to circle back on something you said uh, yeah. a few minutes ago, Alex. You had mentioned Grissom in the outfield. Is this something that he did in minor leagues? Is he like capable no. of? No, you're just optimistic that he's going to no, be able to turn I, I mean, it around. And... It, 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 it's kind of an unspoken baseball rule that if you have to get someone in the lineup and you got to stick them somewhere on the field, left, left yeah. field's the yeah, safest bet because <laughs> you're 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 fielding the fewest balls out there. Um, with Michael Harris in center field, you don't have an incredibly large amount of territory that you have to cover. He's a super athletic infielder, mm-hmm. and you you can't convince me that someone that's capable of playing major league infield can't cover a couple dozen games in in left field. I mean, when when we had Austin Riley and Johan Camargo battling for the third base spot, Austin Riley was playing games in left field. Yeah. When we had to figure out a way early this season to shoehorn William Contreras into the lineup, he even played a couple of games in left field. <laughs> right. So wasn't R- is... RC was playing some left field too, right? Uh, I think he got a start out there, a start or two yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've had we've had Garrett Cooper play right field, so I guess anybody could play out of the outfield position if they <laughs> exactly. need to. Yeah. Um, if we look at the uh, the current standing, so as we record today, things can change by the time this comes out. Mets are playing the Dodgers, Braves are playing the Rockies. Uh, so Braves three games back today. Okay. If you remove the bias as being a Braves fan, what do you think happens Do the Braves? Can they, can they win the division? Are they going to win the division? What do you think? I do think the Braves will win the division, but I will say this. And, and this is something I haven't said too many times in prior seasons. If they don't, I don't really care. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I would going? prefer, don't get me wrong, it is my preference for the Braves to win the division. But the only thing that I really care about is getting to the postseason. I was just about because to say. Because as we saw the la- last several years between the Braves and the Nationals, all you have to do is get there. And once you get there, nothing you did before that matters. So no. after after last year, uh, the, the division, I, I used to love division titles. I'm a mm. Braves fan. I have to love division titles. <laughs> now I got a World Series. The division just doesn't hold. It doesn't hit the same. The, it doesn't have the gravity mm-hmm. that, yeah. that it used to. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I I think you're in a little bit of an interesting spot with Soroka coming back, it seems like, too. What's his what's his timeline for, for returning uh, to the, the rotation? I, I mean, it, you got to hesitate to put a timeline on it just mm-hmm. as, as severe as the injury was. Um, I, 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 he came back to uh, to uh, a game in high A Rome and and looked incredible. He had yeah. like nine strikeouts in yeah, four innings. Great. It was insane. 
Um, hasn't fared as well since moving up to AAA. Uh, his command's just really not there quite yet, oh, which, okay. you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. He's He hasn't thrown on a major league mound in two years. It's going to yeah. take some time. But, you know, they, his his pitch counts are steadily rising, and by all accounts, he's he's feeling good the next day, and that's that's really what we're concerned with at this point. You're not you're, um, not, you're not worried about squeezing squeezing him into the rotation and uh, by October. I I mean I'd love to, but yeah. I'm not going to force him in there if he's not ready yet. Yeah. So I'm watching him closely, but I'm also not banking on him coming back. Yeah, that makes and sense. And luckily for us, uh, Jake Odorizzi's had a couple of good starts in a row. So um, if we can keep that going for a little while, then that that buys us some time to figure it out with Mike. And we've also got really good options still down at, uh, at Gwinnett. Like Bryce Elders had some really good starts for us this year. Kyle Muller's looked phenomenal in, in AAA this year. So uh it, it's it's not just mike we do we got we've got backup plans for for pitchers if need be but is ultimately the, mike soroka or no mike soroka you go into the postseason with uh a rotation of of freed Wright, strider and morton and, and i don't think anything barring injury is going to change that that's gotcha. what i was going to ask if that was the concrete uh foursome in the I, I can't imagine anything changing that. Yeah. Like I, I think if, if you put Soroka on the postseason roster, stick him in the bullpen, um, have him as like a piggyback option for if Strider comes out and his fastball's not locating or something, have have him ready to come in in the second and eat up four or five innings. St- something like that is is a great role for him this year. But you know, just the fact that he's getting healthy and pitching again is is crazy. I, I never thought I'd see this guy on a on a major league mound again. Yeah. The fall of uh, Ian Anderson is kind of fascinating, right? Yeah. He's an integral part to that championship team. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I he might just be one of those postseason guys like like he he was never really great in the regular season. Yeah. Um, And I, I've heard the theory and I kind of like it. You know, he's a New York kid put him in some cold weather and he's going to know what to do better than oh, anybody else on the field. This That's is fun. This is the Braves master plan to get DeGrom and get Anderson to the <laughs> Mets. This is it right here. <laughs> he plays better in the cold. You want yeah. him. Come on. Oh, DeGrom will uh, be better down here. It's close to Deland, Florida. Well, right now, we'll just trade you our, our, our double A team for DeGrom. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, look at, at Grissom and Harris. Our double A teams that's worth true. way more than that. That has to be. I we'll think plug that, that into the science. trade calculator and see yes, what a second exactly. that. <laughs> I uh, uh, no, please pray to go. I was going to say uh, we have. To, you might be asking the same question, Sam. Ooh. I was going to say uh, obviously we have feast in the title. You go to a lot of Braves games at Truist. What's the best food? What's your go-to meal uh, when you see the Braves at Truist Park? Ooh. What do you get? What's the best? Uh, I, I, I switch it up a lot, but I okay. think the best thing I had at uh, at the Braves game was it was last season in the postseason. It was something special they did for it. And it was a uh, I, I want to say it was like a baked ravioli sandwich or something Whoa. like what? that. Whoa. Just, it was it was just the biggest mess I'd ever seen. And it was delicious. That it was like awesome. And I think I actually got it at the game that Ian Anderson pitched in the World Series. No so way. It was, it was cold really? and like just perfect. Perfect oh. for Ian. It was cold. You know, I was, <laughs> actually, I was actually talking to a buddy of mine earlier today about ballpark food. And I think I think my favorite all time is the uh, the pulled pork and pierogi sandwich at PNC. Whoa. Yeah. What? 
It'll change Whoa. your life. So it's what? pierogies on the, on the sandwich? It, it's pulled a pulled pork? pork sandwich. Take off the top bun, throw a couple oh, of pierogies on there, wow. put the bun back on, you're good to go. That That's awesome. nuts. It's we we've really heard good. of the, the surf and turf uh, cheesesteak at Citizens Bank Park, which is also uh, it's supposed to be a, an That's all-time terrifying. Gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's cheesesteak with crab meat. Is that it? Yeah, or something like that. With a combo? I don't know. They're going crazy over there. Citizens too, yeah. Bank Park is just generally the most mid ballpark i think i've ever been oh, controversial. Like, it's not the worst ballpark in the world but there's absolutely nothing special about it it's not blowing you away no no yeah. I don't think I, same with nationals park really i i like the outside of nationals park like that whole little party gather area outside of Nationals. yeah park. that is fun. cool um, have, have you been to truest yet I have not been to Truist yet. Ooh. I've only been to Turner, yeah. Y'all got y'all got to check out the battery. Yeah, Turner. Uh, Turner was I, – I have great memories from Turner Field, mm-hmm. but it was an objectively bad baseball stadium because yeah. it wasn't built to be a baseball stadium. So it was built for the Olympics. They had the track and field in there. And yeah. so if you were sitting up in, like, the upper deck and you were up high, you needed binoculars to see what was going oh. on on the field. Yeah, yeah. you get the, the binoculars-radio combination, the yeah, old man exactly. special. <laughs> That's the I best. I sat next to that guy in my season ticket seats. <laughs> oh, nice, so nice. Funny. Wait, you were able to go to the World Series, huh? Yes, yeah. Uh, actually made it to uh, made it to game, uh, game three when Ian Anderson pitched, okay. and then hung out at the battery for, for game five, which was even crazier than being inside of the game because oh, they were – I think they said 100 or 120,000 people outside of the stadium Holy watching the game. Crap. Yeah, it was it was something like I've never seen before. That's wild. What was the environment like? Was that your first World Series? Uh, yes, yes. I was I was 10 years old for the '95 one, and <laughs> right. and it it just I, I wasn't quite a big baseball fan yet at that point. No, I feel so, you, I feel so it didn't it didn't hit me the way this one did. But yeah, wow. that was that was really cool. Speaking and, from a, a Marlins fan's perspective, go to the ones when you're 10 because there may never be another one again right. <laughs> for anybody out there. I saw the 03 one, and I, that might be well, my no, last Well, no, with the Marlins, me. you'll get another one. It's just anyone's guess when it's going to be. That's true. It could be next yeah. year. It could be in 2045. Who knows? Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter, Alex. The Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl this year. I don't know if you oh, heard. Oh, are they? Yeah, I don't oh. know if you heard. Tua hit, uh, hit Tyreek for a 51-yard bomb nice. the other day. Are they going to play the Falcons? We can mm. both dream. Listen, if the Falcons, how do you talk yourself into a Falcon Super Bowl run, Brandon? We're going to turn football for the last three minutes. I promise. You yeah, I'm a, I'm a one sport. You man. don't take it from a Falcons fan. That's the dumbest money you could ever bet. So Mariota is uh, turns into a superhuman, right? Or does Ritter come in and play your your uh, new rookie quarterback? I think Ritter is going to be the truth. He has looked okay. phenomenal in in, uh, in in I want I spring training uh, <laughs> preseason. <laughs> preseason and uh i I, he's not going to start the season as a starter Mm -hmm. i'm not even convinced he ends the season as a starter but i i I do think they made a good call and he is going to be our future he looks pretty good you think uh what do you think of your tyler algier the rookie running back that people seem to be getting a little fantasy hype for on the in atlanta see uh, i was i from the day he was drafted i was a quadriolison guy Uh, i I had lived in pittsburgh when he was when he stepped in for james connor up there and I, I just thought he was too damn good coming out of college to not yeah. get a fair look in the NFL. And he sat on our practice squad for like three years, and mm-hmm. then he got a couple of games, and then he just got cut. Yeah, uh, I was convinced this year was going to be quadrillion it. year. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, well, cool, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on, man. This is a Anytime, real good man. time. Thanks so much. Long uh, time coming. Long time coming. 
if the Mets and Braves happen to play in the playoffs, which is a possibility, we have to have you back on. Uh, Wait, I, I mean, we don't think it's going to happen. Is that what that was? <laughs> what, well, I think that's what I, that face was. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I was just thinking about the intensity of it all. I was about to say, yeah, the the conflict itself might prevent might prevent well, it. Ever it might be well, heated. I mean, it, it's it. We're shaping up to have a pretty consequential three game series in Atlanta here in uh, mm. here in what two weeks, something like that. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I think it's the Mets' second to last series, probably more than two weeks. But yeah, crazy. Yeah, so that I think that's that might be the one we need to look out for before yes. we start talking postseason. That's gonna that's be true. Crazy. That's you, gonna be a, you know they're going to be three games or less separated. Hundred yeah, percent. I, yeah, I right? might I might have to call in sick to work that weekend. <laughs> yeah, you got some plans. You got some plans, Alex. Tell the people where they can find you. Throw some plugs out there. Let everybody know where they can uh, they can hear you and see you. All right, you can find me at Riley's Rakes on Twitter. You can find my podcast Chatting Average at Average Chatting. We're trying to bribe someone for the rights to at chatting average. <laughs> um, and if you're a college football fan, we are starting up a brand new podcast that drops this Thursday, Chatting Yardage. Wow. So Amazing. Wait, wait, w- one last second before you go. I know we said we'd stop talking football. FSU at LSU this weekend. What do you predict? I I don't predict you guys end the weekend happy. <sighs> Okay. All uh, right. Full disclosure: I'm a Tar Heel fan, and I have generally very mm. low re- regard for for FSU football. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. A little bit of bias coming in. I'm absolutely it, biased. Are you yes. smelling it? Uh, well, thanks again, Alex. We really appreciate you coming on, Brandon. Tell the people where they can find you. Oh my God! You can find me at Brando Grosso on Twitter. Where can they find you? Find me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the podcast at NL Feast. Uh, that's just it on Twitter. Yeah. Email us at elfeastpod at gmail.com. Leave five-star reviews on Apple. We will read them so long as they're appropriate. Uh, Brandon, anything else before we get out of here? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.